everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We're comedians bringing you the fun and funny in wrestling each and every week. And we're going to WrestleMania! Oh boy, how much are tickets? Access! Oh, what? Yeah, that's right. I'm breaking it right here in front of your face, Steve. 10.30 this morning. Uh, six hours ago from the time we are recording, this email right here says... Attached our WrestleMania access credentials for which you were approved. Hey, all right. Please print out and bring these credentials to media check-in for each session. Watch out, Kofi Kingston. Somebody's going to be interviewing you. <laughs> Might be us. Yeah, we got approved. This is fantastic. So there's this still the latter part. Whether or not we get a WrestleMania Hall of Fame access, I don't know. But this happened this morning. This is good, great. Great. Congrate. Congrate yous. Congrate yous, Lashons. This is wonderful. Yeah. Now we have to go. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud, and uh, yeah, enjoy your wrestling, kids. That was a dramatic pause for emphasis. Scott and I are going to be continuing the rest of this episode, and we are going to WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm also going to take you to get a good burrito in Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a euphemism? Uh, yeah, for tasty Mexican food. Mmm. Cox. <laughs> what kind of burritos? Uh, you want, what do you want? Al Pastor, steak, a chicken, what do you got here? What Meanwhile, do you need? someone's going, uh, you're going to WrestleMania, guys. Why are you talking about burritos? Because the Bay Area is a delicious place, and not only do we get to feast with our eyes for WrestleMania, but we also get to feast with our mouths. Oh, you're talking about feasting on the eyes on the likes of a Rusev or a Jack Swagger. Ah, Manly, indeed. brutish men. Yeah, or their sexy, sexy valets, Lana or Zeb, Zeb Coulter. Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> Both with luscious mustaches. Bristling on your neck. Yeah, whatever we say now, it's all fine. We got approved. Yeah, we're in. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, no way they can take it away now. Yeah, there's no way. You can't take back an email. Once you hit send, it's sent. Or it's just we arrive at access and it's just laser pointers dancing on us and then exploding our temples with a sniper bullet. Either way. Yeah, either way, we're there. Either way, it's good journalism. I've never been to a WrestleMania Access. Uh, how is it? Tell me Tell me what I sh- what should I prepare for? Hold on. I got to know about these burritos first. Uh, What's the place called? They might sponsor us. Uh, I don't think they'd sponsor us, but they're... It's, Taco Bell. It's two taco trucks in the parking lot of a Mexican food restaurant. What? Yeah. Wait, which thing are we going to? Are we going We'd to go the, to the taco, taco trucks? trucks. Yeah. Won't the Mexican restaurant be upset? No, the Mexican restaurant is the home base. The taco trucks are their mobile command centers that never leave. Are they in conjunction with one another? Yeah, they're all connected. Why wouldn't we go into the restaurant? Because you go to the taco trucks because that's how you roll. Oh. I've only been inside once, and that was to use the bathroom. In the taco truck? Whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy. Yes, in the sauce. (laughs) Oh, Verde. That's why I want to share it with you. I want to share a piece of myself with you. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, I'm glad it could finally happen. You know what's finally happening for me? Going to WrestleMania Access. How can I prepare myself, Scott? Well, Steve, we got to get some microphone flags first off. Microphone flags? Mm -hmm. What are those? Those are the little covers on microphones. Oh, you mean the little cubes that say CJ's on it? Yeah, CJ's. CJ's burritos. Mmm. We also need little uh, index cards to go on our fedoras that say press. That's a good call. Mm -hmm. I think you can't refute anyone that has a microphone flag. I think that is the most legit looking thing. Oh, it's super official. 
that when you see that, you go, oh, oh, they got a, they got one of those things. Oh, I yeah. I didn't know what they were. Hey, look, The Miz has his own show. I've seen it. It's a W upside down. Yeah. Or an M, if you will. I will. You can't, you can't not be impressed by that. If Vince McMahon were to walk by and we had one of those things, he'd have to talk to us. You think so? He'd have to. What if he like? What There's if a he, microphone flag? What if he then remembered all those like documents and memos that went past his desk talking about all the inflammatory things we've said about him? I don't. You know, that's just so much paperwork. You don't even want to read that. Oh, they're all transcripts. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like three of these episodes are just them talking about taking poops <laughs> or giving poops. Did they talk about that? Yeah, that's someone clearly not doing their job because there's at least probably 15 episodes. I of think that. it's taking a poop because you're taking the time to to work through it. It's like taking the time to drive a car. You wouldn't say, I'm going to take the car to a place. You're not just taking the car with you in possession. Right. You're taking the activity of the car with you. Oh, so that's uh, what you mean when you're like, I'm going to take a dump. Everything that it represents is what you're taking. Yeah. Hmm. So you don't say, I'm going to go deliver a butt baby. Uh, or a booty blast. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's what they say in Oakland after you go to the taco trucks. Ooh, you dookied. You dookied bad. You dookied on your booty blast. <laughs> uh, How can I prepare access? for WrestleMania access besides getting a, a microphone flag? Wrestle- and why don't they call them microphone cubes? They should. Well, because they're not all cubes. Some are triangles. Oh. I was looking these up to see how much they were. How much are they? Not cheap. Let's just make one. Let's paint a Rubik's cube. Out of cardboard? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I'm going to look into it more, since now I know I need to do it. Because before, I was like, well, I'm not going to buy it unless we're we're getting in. Are we going? Are we? How much are tickets? Well, I'm not going to divulge all that on the air. All right. Uh, we'll figure oh, that out. Oh, a couple out. of high rollers. Scott and Steve. Curtain jerks. Hey, if we get approved for more stuff, we may have to pay for less stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like less burritos. I mean, more burritos. I mean, burritos yeah. are for... It depends on how much we pay for the burritos. We show up and pay with burritos. That's finally. <laughs> My life as Burrito Fingers Tim will finally pay off. Uh, so it's very me- painful currency. Me- Those are my fingers. Access doesn't change too much from what I've seen over the years. Um, they've got all these activities for children to do that we are not allowed to do because we're too big and they think we're hurt ourselves they have like the the ring ball pit filled with little foam things in there we can't jump in that it's not allowed they have a money in the bank ladder you can step on one step and then they tell you to not climb any further because it's dangerous that's the glass that's the glass ceiling guys you need to you need to be if you want to be a superstar you got to rise to the top you're gonna be stuck in nxt if you just stay on that bottom (laughs) rung well, last year it was Kofi Kingston reaching for it. I'm going to assume it's still Kofi Kingston reaching for the Money in the Bank briefcase. And he's just got to stay there all day? Yeah. Yeah, that cardboard cutout's got to stay in there all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they got that stuff. And then they have autograph booths all over the place, uh, different different little booths. And uh, they put guys in there, I think, in two-hour blocks. So then as press, we go up when we get our Wrangler, our PR person, to then go and check in when it's a good time and then... We get to talk to those people from there. And then they have they have an NXT booth set up. They have a Hall of Famer booth as well. So you've got the whole gamut of guys and gals to talk to. Nice. I like it. I'm excited. And then they've got those Totino's, Totino's uh, pizza rolls. And those they had are, those last year. Those are amazing. Those are just guys in tuxedos are going around with trays of those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just around the whole event. Excellent. 
So that's that's uh, what access is going to happen. So we'd be standing in line waiting to talk to people briefly and get autographs? We wouldn't be getting autographs, no. I, I would be going would... to ask them random questions. That's what we do, yes. Okay. That's we'll have I'm glad that we're on the same page when it comes to this show, Scott. We'll have two microphones. We'll be controlling the interview and we'll have the flags then we'll be like oh, I guarantee one of these things that we do that we'll both be talking and then we'll both put our microphones <laughs> up to Kane's mouth and then they'll clang right in front of his head and uh, the person doing the audio for us will flinch audibly like ah oh, you've heard it here first exclusive interview with Kane coming up <laughs> <laughs> so something like that will for sure happen that'll be great I love it. I, I'm, I'm excited just thinking about it. If it were ice cream cones, it would be a disaster. No, yeah, we'd get ice cream everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the flavors would be combined. Original title for See No Evil, Ice Cream Man. Oh. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Now you know. But I thought there was an Ice Cream Man movie. Ice with Clint Cream Howard. Man. Ice Scream. Screaming. Oh, was that what it was? I, I always so. remember the cover art for that um and there were two versions because one was deemed too gruesome oh one of them was actually clint howard's prom photo and the other <laughs> one was the one where they duded him up in makeup like oh my god the girl that clint howard found to go out with him is too hideous he is clint howard man i hope that guy's happy he's gotta be he's always working with his brother yeah maybe or maybe like he always feels like ron's throwing him a bone because Rance told him to. Who's Rance Howard? Who's Rance Howard? Rance Howard's dad. That's the dad? Yeah. I had no idea. You didn't know about Rance? Was he the deputy on the Andy Griffith show? Uh, I don't know. No, that was, uh, isn't that Don Knotts? Oh, God. He had a real problem with uh, Jack Tripper's homosexuality. <laughs> it's such a huge problem. Uh, uh, Rance Howard, God, he's in everything. He's in everything. He's in Nebraska. He's in uh, Gung Ho. Who is he in Nebraska? In Nebraska, he is the father at the house. It's the couple they go see. He's the one sitting there watching TV. Uh, does he have a mustache most of the time? No. Oh. He looks like a really old Ron Howard, just tall. I think I know who you're talking about. He's going to be in Roman Reigns' corner at WrestleMania. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm building to. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> was he and in... Clint Howard's going to be in Brock Lesnar's corner. Ooh. Was he in uh, um, Dallas Buyers Club? I don't know. Did I you see Dallas that. Buyers Club? No, I did not watch that movie. That's the one that your parents had a problem with because of all the AIDS? Is that a thing? Did I say that? No, you said that your. I think your parents. No, behind the candelabra. Yeah, that one wasn't so much about the AIDS. It was just all the gay sex that kind of put them off, right? No, it was that Liberace is just so flamboyant. They remember seeing. I think they saw him in concert when they were younger, and was like, "Oh, okay, this is an act." But then when you see the entire life, and when it's very far removed from who they are as people, you go, "It's a bit much." You want to work with animals? Clean up all this dog shit. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. It's amazing. It is really fantastic. It's Soderbergh, right? It's Soderbergh, but it's good Soderbergh. Like you, it, I don't know that phrase. You've seen Haywire. That was good Soderbergh. No, it wasn't. Haywire was good. We both fell asleep. That, a lot. Yeah, after they stopped fighting each other, that's yeah, when we fell asleep. Within six minutes of that movie. And then... <gasps> 
Granted, you, the way you tell that story, it sounds like it was in each other's arms. It was shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> it was foot to head. <laughs> the genitals still line up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't watch Haywire, everybody. Just find the YouTube clips of the three fight scenes and skip it. But behind the Candelabra, those I think, warrants multiple viewings. How it was are the that fight good. scenes in Behind the Candelabra? Verbal and emotional. Mm. Just really cutting. Just Very like cutting. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar with Clint and Rance in their respective corners. Uh, Scott Bakula is in it. He's in the WrestleMania main event too? Yeah, he's in God, WrestleMania. This thing, is, this thing is stacked. I hope we get to talk to Scott Bakula at WrestleMania Access. Well, he's in Brock Lesnar's corner with Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, it's just him yelling, oh boy, the entire match. <laughs> but I did it enthusiastic. It's supposed to be, oh, oh boy. boy. I watched, I know. Um, Steve, we talked a little bit about Vince McMahon. He had an interesting quote that he said this week. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you read this? This is in Muscle and Fitness magazine? I believe so, yes. Muscle uh, and Fitness or Muscle Fitness? Muscle and Fitness. I don't know. I'm behind on both. Because I assume that means cardio, but cardio didn't sound sexy enough to sell uh, to sell some well, print. Fitness is like, muscle is a, well, muscles, and fitness is the overall idea of being fit. Right. But I think fitness implies everything else because yeah muscle, fitness implies like, everything muscle implies just weightlifting i think and fitness to me is like that's cardio cardio sucks it's the worst i hate cardio. i tried running again yeah how you doing not great my back has been killing me <laughs> it's all that uh post honeymoon action huh yeah i've been eating a lot <laughs> of pussy food oh shit <laughs> stop eating and fucking me uh this is the good life i'm a roman emperor bring me grapes and slaves to decapitate <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for this Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. Oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be all right. It really is. It's going to be okay. Mm hmm. When Brock Lesnar wins, everybody's gonna go, okay, I think, you know, that was all right. Okay. That's I, that, but that's a relief. If Brock Lesnar wins, everyone's like, okay, that was good. That was good. All right, cool. And, like, going into it, the tension is, are they, like, can Brock Lesnar win? Will they let Brock Lesnar win? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Will they let him? That's that's how wrestling sort of tension works now. Like, will they let the guy we want win, win? Who's the writer that has to go up and tell Brock, um, they want, uh, uh, Reigns to go I'll over. fucking do it. I'd you fucking will? do it, yeah. You'll be the, you'll be the messenger? Uh, you mean the, the, the human meat patty? <laughs> sure. I'd go up to him and be like, look. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They want Reigns to go over. Lesnar, I need you to actually give him a Kimura in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? How would you break the news? We'll get to this Vince McMahon story in a second here. Okay. You get to do whatever. They're like, what do you need to tell Brock the news? Are you going to just walk up to him and tell him the news? We don't recommend that. We've lost other people doing that before. Oh, do you go through Paul Heyman? No, no, no. They're like, you got to tell Brock. You can't tell Paul because we don't trust Paul. Paul's going to skew it and do something weird. Um, you get to tell Brock, but you can do whatever you want. It's like if you need to take him out and get a haircut and tell him that way, and you get him, uh, you get a haircut alongside Everybody him. Everybody feels good with a new haircut, but he's always got a nice haircut, so it's always it's going to be too short. It's not going to have the, the restorative properties of getting a haircut. Like you guys could go get massages together. What, what do you do? I do it in the arena. I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I go up to him and I say, look, No Brock, activity? You just do it in the arena? I go, Brock, you're going to want to put Where? Your, where in the arena? Brock, you're going to- Where gonna, in the arena? Brock, you're going to want to put your Diet Coke down, all right, next to those chips, because we're in craft services. Oh, Steve looked at the camera that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, look, 
They want Reigns to go over at Mania. Ooh. Zach, get out of here. Zach, I, this is really important. Oh, Mr. Lesnar. <laughs> Mr. Lesnar, let me finish. Coke, bro. Mr. Lesnar, let me finish. Uh, and I tell him, like, look, they want Reigns to go over. I think it's bullshit, but I'm here to tell you because I'm on your side. Do you kiss him on the neck then or something? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to be the door he breaks as he leaves that room. <laughs> oh, the, uh, a la the UFC uh yeah, uh, a package. la the obscure reference I could think of. Well, I was just painting it so that way people knew what it was. I appreciate it. I'm yeah, not. That's, uh, a, that's a cross-promotional platform you're talking about here. Uh, when Heyman said Lesnar unifying the UFC WrestleMania belt. The WrestleMania belt. There should be a WrestleMania belt. <laughs> the WrestleMania championship. There is. The Andre the Giant Memorial. Blah, 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 blah. That should be a belt. Why isn't it a belt? I don't know. They And it's broken. Are you going to get the fucking pieces from last year, you goobers? <laughs> It's the hardcore Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They always cup. staple so it'll be it like back a together. Belt, hot glue gun together. The best part is when they hand it to Cesaro and he lifts. It's like this is fucking heavy. It was fucking heavy. That's a shame. And it got busted. They ruined it in its first in its inaugural year. Wrestlers cannot coexist with trophies. They always get smashed. You know what else, Scott? Get smashed. Uh, that vase of flowers that Brock Lesnar sent uh, got sent to him from his mom in his dressing room, and somebody smashed it. And now you've got to go tell Brock Lesnar that his flowers are smashed. Oh, no. Yeah. Sent from his mother? Mm-hmm. Oh. And you know what else? You have to wear an, Ill-suiting, an ill-fitting suit. Like, it's a suit that you had for a while, and now when you put it on, it's like, it just doesn't quite fit right. Because you're in a different place in your life, maybe not physically, but just emotionally who, who you are, and the suit doesn't represent the same things for you anymore. Yeah. That, and that's what you got to wear. That suit that I wore at your wedding, there are three places to fasten that thing. There is only one place I could. I know that feeling. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I take Brock out to the back of the arena where there's a garden. You're going to kill him? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that's humanly possible. <laughs> I think only God will choose when to remove Brock Lesnar from this earth. That's if weird. Can... I did it at point blank range, but all the buckshot seems to have just been wedged together right at the edge of the barrel. <laughs> right where his scalp was touching it. One of Mice and Men goes terribly awry. Would you watch uh, Mouse and Men with uh, Brock Lesnar as Lenny or as the guy, the other guy? He's got to be Lenny. He can't be George. Jesus Christ. That'd be pretty cool if he was George. George is the sensible guy? Yeah. Who's his Lenny then that he can't control? Uh, great colleague, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> this production's absurd. Uh, I would take Brock Lesnar out to the back of the arena where there's. You're a gonna garden. kill him? No, I swear I'm not gonna kill him. Where there's a garden, and we'd plant something new to help understand the circle of life and the pattern that is. And sometimes things go away, even if they're gifts. But we have to make new gifts for ourselves and wait in time and invest in those gifts and make them better. What if please don't kill me? What if it's then revealed to you that Brock Lesnar then smashed the vase? Then I would tell him to call his mother, and I think he would, and apologize. I think he would, and don't have Paul Heyman do it, because he'd really make snake it... oil, snake oil salesman, mm-hmm. snake oil, snake oil salesman. <laughs> That's a great yell at Paul Heyman. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that the next live event where I see Paul Heyman. WrestleMania access. Mm-hmm. Oh, yelling stuff at live wrestling events is so good. Look, guys, you could say faggot or queer or really get down and dirty, but if you want to make people laugh around you, you got to get clever. You yeah. can't just you can't just throw out a you get the initial faggot chuckle. Sure, yeah. no, no, no. But you're not you're not doing you're not doing anybody any favors. You're just perpetrating 
horrible hatred, but what you need is clever. You need to get under yeah. the skin, not just into their soul. You mm-hmm. just need to get just you need to get in the brain a little bit. So if you call Paul Heyman a snake oil salesman, a philistine, a uh, uh, charlatan, oh a charlatan, mm-hmm. a uh, a Shakespeare performer, an actor, a baby rapist. Again, probably on the extreme side. I got you to laugh, though. You did. I, I was, even, good night, everybody. It was a shock laugh. You got me with the shock laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you just, Paul Heyman, you baby rapist. Like, good jeez. Whoa. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, calm down. Oh, man, my hot dog hid in its bun. It doesn't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> Vince McMahon says he doesn't care about having a legacy. He wants to be known as a family man. Here's what he says, direct quote. I don't look at myself as having a legacy in entertainment, and quite frankly, I don't care. It doesn't matter what I think. It's what people perceive. I'm not good at patting myself on the back. I want to be known as a loving father and grandfather, and if I'm lucky, a great-grandfather. And I'm the luckiest man in the world without question, so it might happen. Hey, good for him. Well, I invited him here because those are that's been causing a lot of people to talk about what's going on, and a lot of people want to know why... Why is that more important than the WWE? Oh, well, I mean, I think me and you know because we're sensible people, but I suppose I could ask Vince McMahon about it on behalf of the internet. His limo's pulling up outside. Oh, wow. I see right now. God, it kind of sounds like a bus. <laughs> it does. Maybe the uh, maybe they didn't change the oil out. Maybe maybe they didn't. <laughs> and then it affected uh, what? The camshaft. The camshaft. Yeah, if uh, if Vince McMahon didn't change the oil on his limousine and the little light went off on the, his dash for mm-hmm. like a week and he didn't do anything about it, mm-hmm. he could strip the camshaft and it's about three hundred to four hundred fucking dollars. <laughs> and that could have just happened, and it really would have been all Vince McMahon's fault. But to be honest, more like his limo driver. But it sounds like it. If you're going to have the responsibility of driving a car, you need to be responsible for that item, you know? That's a big, big responsibility to have a car. So you might as well change the oil on your car, or it's going to cost you $400 because your camshaft's going to get stripped. And then your car will just fucking die when you're on a way to Porto's on Magnolia and Burbank because you want a tasty Cuban sandwich and you're on a fucking business meeting trying to write a screenplay with somebody. And, uh, well, that's what happened to Vince McMahon's limo. All right, I'm ready to Oh, Vince again. Hi, Vince again. Thanks for joining us. Greetings. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I uh, received word that you received word of the good news. Of the Muscle and Fitness cover and that article interview? No, that's my good news, oh. Jackass. Oh, Your uh, good news. You got sent an email today. Oh, the WrestleMania Access yeah, uh, right. passes. Yes, it's wonderful. Are you, are you responsible for that, Mr. Man? Of course. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so glad. Like... You've graced us so many times by coming on the show or either talking to us on the phone. Not so much lately, but mostly just coming on the show. And I feel like it's so fortunate. I feel so fortunate that you've then also given us this additional gift of these passes. Steve Sears, I don't care. Oh, uh, all right. I don't care. Oh. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Now, does this have to do with the muscle and fitness article on you? Yeah. (laughs) Sir McMahon... Do you not care about wrestling anymore? Why do you think I let you in? Why do you think I let curtain jerks in to WrestleMania Access to do air quotes press? Well, I like to think... I don't care. I know what this show is. It's a goddamn joke. (laughs) Well, kind of in a way, I suppose. We just try to bring a little bit of joy into everybody's life. You don't. What? Just a little bit. Nah. No, come on. I've listened. 
Oh, I look on the occasion. I don't smile. It's not funny to me. And I know funny. Well, do you? Big show peeing. That's funny. Well, depending on the circumstances, yeah. Any circumstances. No, not necessarily. Peeing on Jonathan Coachman? That's comedy. Did that happen? I don't know. It's good up. <laughs> Somebody give me Jonathan Coachman on the phone. <laughs> if you brought, I need him urinated on. If you brought Coachman back to pee on him, I would be very impressed. I know I've urinated on him. That was comedy. Didn't you also reveal that he wore a G-string and that they spray-painted DX on his bottom? Mr. Van, that's not ah, funny. Ah, we'll do that again, too. That's not funny, Mr. Van. That's hilarious. You're right. It's hilarious. Uh, you know what, Mr. Van? So it sounds like you at least enjoy the comedy that's in wrestling. Does that, Is that still important to you? Of course it is. The main event of WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> why? He's not ready. Why are you... <laughs> wow. Are you admitting that Roman Reigns isn't ready for the main event of WrestleMania? It's a comedy match. Is... Santino's neck is broken. Otherwise, I'd put him in there. Wow. So the main event at WrestleMania is going to be a comedy match. I had no idea. That's right. Ah, well, are there any sort of gags that you can sort of tease us with? Like a, like a trailer for a comedy film? Yeah. Well, we're going to have Roman Reigns... Still holding on to the shield idea, like all his buddies are there. So he's going to wear a little tactical vest. That's what he does already. Yeah, I know. It's pretty funny, right? Yeah, he's the one guy who kept the shield gimmick going, Yeah, Yeah, so he's going to walk down with everybody, and they're all going to pat him and say, Yeah, you go get him, buddy. Mm -hmm. And he's going to walk down, and he's going to lose. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, that doesn't sound hilarious, but I would like to see that. That's pretty funny. And then Brock Lesnar's going to get blood, vomit, and urine all over him. Oh, like he's just going to just release that onto Roman He's going to release it all over him. That's going to be the funniest thing we've ever done. Wow. But I don't care about that. You don't care about it? No, I don't care about it. Well, what do you care about now, Mr. McMahon? I'm a family man. You're a family man. I'm a family man. I don't care about all this WWE anymore. Who's I your... am a family man. I care about my family. I care about my wife. Uh huh. Care about my daughter. Uh huh. And I care about my son. Who's okay? Triple H. Oh, what about Shane? What about him? Where is he? You mean Triple H? No, Shane McMahon. He's doing fine. Shane he's, McMahon. He's driving the limo. Shane McMahon. I got a bone pick with him though. Shane. He Mc... didn't change out the oil in the limousine. Shane McMahon didn't change out the oil in the limousine. Triple H didn't change uh... out the oil in the limousine. And uh, the camshaft. Oh, did, did it strip the camshaft? It stripped the camshaft. It stripped the camshaft. <laughs> did it strip the camshaft? It, stri- it cost me between three and four hundred dollars. Is what it cost me. That is so frustrating. Out of pocket. I could have gotten a Cuban sandwich. With that. You know what? It's especially, it sounds like it could have been prevented. All you have to do is just change your oil regularly. There's a light that comes on. I mean, I don't drive. I'm not anymore. even change it. Changing the oil is really what's like that. That takes a little bit of know-how. Like you got a little bit of elbow grease. A little bit of elbow grease. That's right. But just adding more oil—that's just as almost as simple as filling up oil or gas at the uh, the old uh, gas station. I gave him a timeout. Mm-hmm. I gave Triple H a timeout, and I told him you cannot book NXT for one month. Oh, so I'm going to book NXT instead. But I, I thought you didn't care about wrestling anymore. No, I don't. Oh. But this is his punishment. So are you just doing comedy matches for NXT? Yes, I am. They have some fat guy there called Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to make him wrestle without a shirt. Well, <laughs> come on, Mr. McVeigh. Yeah, he's a fatty. He's a fatty boombalatty. <laughs> he's beefy. He's not fat. He's, he's like, a fat, so look at me. Jesus. Look at me. Look at muscle and fitness. 
Kevin Owens is a big fatty boom blatty. All right. Well, you know what? He is pretty exciting to watch. He is pretty fast and dynamic. Yeah, you watch those little titties fly. Those little sausage titties. Uh, he's, he's wearing a shirt. They're, I little, know. they're all jiggly. I wouldn't know. They're all jiggly. When I met him, I he went, he went in for a handshake, and I grabbed his little nipples, and I said, Oh, let's have a little luau. And I jiggled his little sausage boobies. Wow. Uh... So is it, it's all going to be... he can't do anything about it. Why? Because you're the boss? That's right. I'm the boss. You're the boss, Mr. Man. I'm his daddy. Uh, are we going to get to see some more Enzo Amore? Is he going to be doing some comedy stuff with uh, Kevin Owens? He's not funny. Yes, he is. He is not funny. If he's, a, He might not be funny, but he is entertaining to watch. He doesn't pee on anyone. Well, he, doesn't... he is not funny. You know what? The peeing on people prerequisite does not have to be there to make... <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> The peeing on people, <laughs> pee requisite doesn't have to be on. All right, that's the ad, uh, that's the era we're gonna call this the pre the pee requisite era. Oh, that's good. No, if he started to pee on people, I, I give him a push. You know what? He's got, but he's got a gimmick. He's just super intense. Eh. All right, Mister Man. Well, uh. We've talked about your family. We've talked about WrestleMania. It sounds like, at least, if anything, it sounds like you're happy. Oh, I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. I've got my family. I've got Linda, I've got Stephanie, and I've got Triple H. The only family that matters. What about Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon? Hmm? What's that? Shane McMahon. What's that you say? Where is Shane? I think this phone call's breaking up. But you're in live in the studio. Please deposit 25 cents if you wish to continue this call. You're flexing when you can say that. You are you are making eye contact with me, and you're flexing and telling me to check out your muscles while you're pretending to not be in the room with me. Now, what's that? Did you want to buy a magazine? Well, I happen to have a muscle and fitness magazine right here. Yeah, I will take one muscle and fitness, please. That'll be $8. Would you stay if I paid you the $8? Yes. We'll get it from the Curtain Jerks petty cash. Well, I don't trust you. What? I don't trust you. Well, look, just I've heard this show. Just because I haven't peed on anybody? <laughs> Mr. McMahon, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. And you, until you show me the cash, this magazine's mine. Okay. Wow, I didn't know, like you said, I didn't know Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar was meant to be a, a comedy match. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it really is a joke. <laughs> what a bunch of pompous assholes. Yeah, we're getting in now. We're like, yeah, let's take them down a pig. Yeah, I watched Raw. I'm going to review it for you. Let everybody know what their work rates are. <laughs> seven, seven, three, seven out of a hundred. <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's really hard to not just want to feel like, I've got a voice and I can share it with everybody. This is my opinion of this. This is my opinion of this. This is my opinion of this. Yeah, it's. Sure, it's it's always easy to go, well, that sucked, and it could be terrible, but... You know what didn't suck? Paul Heyman's fucking promo on oh Raw. Oh, God, that was so awesome. Oh, man, it was cool. Like, he he managed... Like, he makes me excited about entire pay-per-views. It's not just Brock mm -hmm. Lesnar. He's like, oh, by the way, don't forget all this other cool stuff that's going on. I did forget about the head, and you're shit-talking it, but now <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, God, he makes everything so exciting. He can't make a Sting Triple H video package with weird Sting-imposed oh, face paint on Triple H. Exciting. Yeah, that's very weird. That's weird. They got to change that. Eh, that well, you know how they always, they, they'll do like the uh, the test video packages and then by, by WrestleMania, it's the final video package. I think I know what we're going to do. Black and white. <laughs> yeah, like tweak it a little bit more. And Sting sounded weird. Yes, Sting sounded super. They deepened his voice and it sounded a lot like this. I'm Sting. I'm Sting. 
<laughs> With that little lyrical sort of crack in there. Oh, sing! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Fat kid being chased with sticks. <laughs> Thought of the flies. Um, yeah, but God, Paul Heyman, that was so exciting. And I was asking you, because I, I really believed the mic cutting was real. Oh, yeah. It felt like Paul Heyman was going off script, and they were like cutting. And I think it was storyline stuff, but it still felt like, all right, Paul, take it easy. And I questioned it, which is the best. Yeah. When you go, I don't know what's real anymore. Is this totally real? Is that a way of trying to get him to stop rather than cutting the cameras or having some producer run over and say, shut up? Well, also, Paul Heyman does that really cool thing where he's like, I know how things work backstage. And I'm telling you, like, they don't want to pay Brock Lesnar all this money and stuff like that. So, And that, Undertaker went to the hospital. They don't want you to know that either. Yeah. I think there was, like, that element is really cool to me. That's like, oh, man, CM Punk's last scheduled, like, date is in Chicago for Money in the Bank. And he's going up against John Cena for the title. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be super big. And, like, that's that's after the pipe bomb promo. And it's like there's this idea where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And as soon as you don't know, that's when it that's when wrestling gets exciting. Yeah. You picked your sides, and now you got to see where it ends up. And I picked my side. Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Me too. When Brock Lesnar came out, I was like, oh, man, the good guy's here. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, it did. Ah, oh, finally. I don't like this other guy who's been talking a lot and been saying he's so great and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yay, there's my hero. Well rested. Paul Heyman painted Brock Lesnar as the face. Like, that's what it felt like. You're right, he did. And, like, so the, everything they were talking about, they showed the promo and then with Roman Reigns, and he's like, hey, look, I'm just fighting. I'm trying to make the most of this. And then Paul Heyman was like, uh, your family's been beating people up for generations. Yeah, they're all savages and criminals. Yeah, which is, like... It's really inflammatory, but it's like he, that's the best heels sort of do that. They sort of, they make you doubt things. And I think that's what's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, whenever someone criticizes the company, it's usually in a, as a heel. You know what I mean? And then it's like, they're like, you're all hypocrites, you fans, because blah, blah, blah. And they usually use this, like, this huge grain of truth to sort of get their heel promo over. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And in this sense, I was like, well, Brock Lesnar, yippee! <laughs> It's true, Steve. Yeah, it's true. That's on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mark Lesnar, question mark. Yippee! Stroke face. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks a little guy. He looks like a uh, old-timey prospector. A cartoon one. Was there anything else about Raw that tickled your fancy? Um, Randy Orton going fucking crazy. Yeah? He uh, RKO'd Seth Rollins on a announce table. And then when afterwards... Did they uh, go through? Yeah. But afterwards, Randy Orton did the whole, like, head bob sort of talking to no one and everyone stuff. And, like, if he's a good guy. Scarface yelling at the dead body. Yeah. If he shoots the guy in the car. If Randy Orton is a good guy now, which I suspect that he is, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to get weird. Because it always gets weird when he's a good guy. When he's a bad guy, it's simple and naturalistic. When he's a good guy, things get weird. It's awesome. He's He's fighting it with every fiber of his being. He starts making weird choices. There's the only good guy over Randy Orton there is is insane Randy Orton. And this I approve of. So would you ever make Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose a tag team since they're so fucking weird when they're like crazy good guys? Oh, the crazy pants? <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, sorry, uh, Dean Ambrose and Ra- Randy Orton, the crazy pants? The crazy pants? 
Uh, you know what? Just a few you times. You got the name. It'd be like Angle and Benoit. Just a couple dates here and there. Also called Crazy Pants. <laughs> yes. So well, it's a thing in wrestling where you gotta call them Crazy Pants 2. Yeah, it's Crazy Pants the Return. or Yeah, like the Pitbulls. Pitbulls 1 and 2. and yeah, crazy Or the Steiner two. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> or Harlem Heat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Call Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose Harlem Heat 2. Yeah, I like that. Return to Harlem Heat. <laughs> two whiteies. That's great. I love that. Compton Flames. Uh, Compton Flames. Watts Heat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Watts Weather. <laughs> so. Sandwiches. Sorry. <laughs> really stretching on that last one. And um, so, yeah, he's he's going crazy. They've announced a Divas match for WrestleMania now with uh, AJ and uh, Paige versus the Bellas. Which, if there's another Divas match, great, fine and dandy. But I'm glad that it's not the what they did last year with all the divas in one match, where it means nothing, mm-hmm. where it's everybody against themselves, and it's like, yeah, you're just a buffer for when the Undertaker loses and gets everybody upset. Like, oh, have it be a match. I thought that's when uh, Pete Rose was supposed to come out and get chokeslammed or tombstone by Kane. True, uh, and or Steve Buscemi was supposed to come out and like Steve <laughs> just kind of say. Thanks for having me, WrestleMania. This year will be Clint and Ron Howard showing off and really hyping up the main event. God, that'd be so weird. Clinton rants. I said Ron. That's Ron's a- got no. Ron won't as- associate with that. He made splash. That's true. He'll he won't take his hat off, even though he's indoors. You know, speaking of movies, we went to the movies yeah, this past week. We did. We went after our show, Bro Squad Five, which we never talk about enough on here for some strange reason. We had to, we've had two really killer shows lately, mm-hmm. Bro Squad. That's thanks, I think, in no small part to the fact that you've been at both of them. Nah, um, we performed. Uh, I've cracked your ass up twice on stage lately, so I had a pretty yeah, good time. That's you being funny. Yeah, but and you me were being at, completely unprofessional. You were having a good time. That's oh, what's yes. important. I was not working hard. I was hardly working. Yes. Uh, I always thought that meant being hard at work. <laughs> hardly working? Like, like, what are you, hardly working or work, working hard or hardly working? But I always heard it as like, what are you, working hard or hard at work? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, depending on the circumstances, what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm a Greek emperor. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do, for new listeners that maybe don't know this, we perform weekly at Second City. We do improv comedy in a group called Bro Squad 5. and um, It's kind of like when we do bits on the show, but instead of getting insecure on this show and trailing off, we do it in front of a live studio audience and push ourselves harder. Yeah, and abuse one another physically. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a little bit of wrestling stuff coming out there where no. we'll just start grabbing each other, throwing each other around on stage. It's funny. The audience loves it. They love it, and it's fun for us. Um but after that show, we went to the movies. We went to the movies. We went to the Arc Light, which is very fancy. It's mm-hmm. very. We went to the Cinerama Dome, where actually they were uh, debuting, doing the premiere of the Jake the Snake documentary. Yeah, what is it? Return to Oz, something like that. I, I don't, don't know, know, but we didn't see it. No, we didn't see it. We <laughs> saw a bunch of people wearing DDP yoga shirts and went, "Oh yeah!" And then I pointed to to Scott and I was like, "Brian Kendrick's in the lobby." And that Scott looked and was like, "That is not Brian Kendrick." And I was like. <laughs> And I was like, I could not be any more wrong than right now. He I mean, was a wrestler, but he was it, not Brian Kendrick. He wasn't a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He was a meth head. No, it wasn't a meth head. What are you talking about? Did you see his neck? Yeah, that was a big neck. It wasn't no, a No, my soft... neck was huge compared to his. And we I were got looking at different tiny... necks. Yeah, we were. Um, but I saw some photos 
of people who were there they're on a facebook uh forum that i'm on any of us in the background no 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 but seeing some of the people that were there and this guy taking photos was pretty funny i'll show those to you during one of the breaks um tim allen was there Oh wow! Yeah, almost busted for cocaine, and he he was busted for yeah, cocaine in the eighties. Tim Dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went and saw Chappie. Yeah, and we weren't the only ones. We saw somebody else there. That's true. Yeah, I I I hid. I wanted to make sure they did not see me. Yeah, I didn't want to be seen by him either. I mean, it's a it's a it's a regular segment on this show. Well, let me plug in the sign. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, The Iron Cheek for. Iron Sheik at the movies. Iron Sheik, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, it sounds like... So, you you saw Chappie, correct? I saw Chappie. How did you like it? I like this movie. Yeah? This movie don't bother me. It showed me the life that happens when people take a police cop. They take a police cop robot and they make it for themselves. They take a slave and they use a slave how a slave is supposed to be. It's your own. You don't, you don't obey the law. I'm from Iran. I don't obey laws. Well, you know, honestly, Iran does have some of the strictest laws, I think, on the planet. And it's pretty dangerous with the, uh... That's why I leave. I break the backs of all the policemen and I leave. All right. Okay. But this movie, this movie, Chappie, they take a policeman. They take a policeman robot and they make him, uh, they make him a criminal. Now, this is the film by Neil Blomkamp. He directed District 9, which was fantastic. And then he directed Elysium, which was... A movie, and uh, I like this Jew. I don't know if he's Jewish. I like this Jew movie maker, well, Blom Kempstein. He's good. I think it's just Blomkamp. Blom Kempstein is a very good Jew film maker. He make a robot come alive. I'm surprised they don't put that above the title, but he he impressed me so much with a with this robot, and I I think to myself, I want to make a robot. Really? I want to make a robot. I watch this this chappy make make a criminal. He goes out and he robs on a truck. Oh, that's right. This is this is in, later in the film. That's right. And he and he chokes the people and he does all of these things. And then they try and make him a faggot a robot by painting, and they make him a faggot by reading a book. Well, I mean, honestly, that's kind of him showing his humanity and sort of becoming more than a robot because he has an artificial intelligence, which is actually an intelligence intelligence. Yeah, they make him a faggot. Well... I don't like that part. I, I kept yelling, fast forward. Fast forward this part. I don't like it. I remember that at the movie theater. They don't fast forward. No, I they go, don't. I, I break the back of, the, of their project. You know what they could if they wanted to? It's a digital print. They probably could have fast forward. That's what I said. I said, this is a digital print. <laughs> you can fast forward this. Show me special features. Uh, they don't. Have... I want to see a gag reel. I don't think they have those done yet. I never like the gag reel. They never show someone shoving a dick in their mouth and making them humble. No, it's but... always unprofessional laughing on the camera. But this is true. I break the back of them. Also, uh, it sounds like this movie really moved you. It inspired me to make a criminal robot. I, I hate Hulk Hogan. Yes, I true. hate him with a passion. This is true. He's a no good son of a bitch. He is a Susan G. Komen breast cancer. Person? That should be Iron Sheik. I love all the boobies. Well, I want to save the boobies, not Hulk Hogan. Man, you have got a real beef with Hulk Hogan. I hate Hulk Hogan. His yellow mop fake hair runs all the way down his back because he's a coward. Well, I mean... He's a coward, no good son of a bitch. I should be the father of a Nick Hogan. What? 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 I should be <laughs> Nick Hogan's father. He'd not be in trouble with me. He'd be safe behind the wheel of a car. 
Wow. I should be the father of a Brooke Hogan. Wow. Then she know how to sing. She cannot sing. Hulk Hogan don't know how to sing. Mr. Sheik, I... Brave words. Really. I should have sex with Linda Hogan again. Uh, again? That's right. Linda Hogan and I have a sex many times. Wow. Uh, Mr. Sheik, I am... Hulk Hogan steal the title from me at the Madison Square Garden. Wow. I'm so sorry. I'm... Look, I'm... I built a robot. I was about to say, I'm at a loss for words, and this is just going for it. I built a robot to exact revenge. Well, is it here right now, Mr. Sheik? Yes, King? I built Iron Chappie. Can I see it? Yes, you can see Iron Chappie. It's a, I've, I've programmed him. Oh, wow, is it... He's a, newly born. Wow, this is an... I'm looking at this robot right now. Now, is it it's still in the developmental stage? Is it still learning about the world around it? Yes. I'm going to turn it on. He's going to learn everything about the world around it. He knows his name. Okay. He knows that I'm a daddy. Okay. But that's all he knows. He doesn't know uh, good versus bad, but he knows soon. Iron Sheik way is a good way. So I'm going to turn on Iron Chappie. I am Iron Chappie. You're uh, daddy. You're mommy. Iron Chappie, it's very I am nice to Chappie. meet you. How are you? I learned the good. I learned the bad. Mr. Sheik, this is incredible. Iron Sheik, this is, you've created a robot life. This is fantastic. That's right. I'm a daddy and you're a mommy. Yeah, I'll take you're it. You're a mommy. I'll take it. This is incredible. Yes, so Iron Chappie is going to learn. Iron Chappie, here's a picture of Hulk Hogan. You see Hulk Hogan, you take him. You break his back, you fuck him in the ass, and you make him a hamburger. Uh, well, let me just say a couple things if I'm going to be a parent in this situation. I will butt the fuck Hulk Hogan. I will butt the fuck him. Iron Chappie, just remember that it's also important to express yourself and not to feel limited by the world around you. Also, violence and condoning it in most of its forms is bad. I will not butt fuck him. I will not butt fuck him. No, that's a faggot talk. Iron, Iron Chappie, you take him. You break his back. You shove your Iron Chappie dick inside Hulk Hogan. And you wait until he gives the title back to your daddy, Iron Sheik. And then we get you a new body. Iron Chappie, look, listen to me. I know that it's a weird world out there, and wrestling, especially wrestling, is very strange. But I don't think you need to fuck anybody and make them humble. Just remember that your in-ring skills can speak for themselves. You just got to be good on that stick. No, what are you talking about? You do bad po- you're poisoning Mommy his is mind. No, he's a, he's a motherfucking bad. badass. He do. can be a motherfucking badass. He just doesn't have to, you know, make humble you anybody. He's a motherfucking badass. He do what he do. Walk like a motherfucking badass. Look at the way he walk. He walk like Iron Sheik. Look at the way we walk together. Oh, like my. a motherfucking badass. You philistine. You philistine. You're ruining him. You're ruining this new bright, oh, shining life. I'm not the bad I kill you. You know, I will kill you. You have a I terrible wrestling style. It's too rough Mommy and it's too no. violent for Mommy that. You just gotta have some sort Iron of technical bad expertise. Motherfucker, Chappy, you fucking Steve tears in the ass and make him humble. Hey, Don't hey, ponder this. Hey, just do it. Hey, look, think about it. Think Hulk about Hogan. it because you have the right and freedom to think about it. No, Iron Chappy, you do it now. You do it. If you want to be my son, you do this now. Hey, look, 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 look. Iron Chappy, I've got a handful of flash drives. I'm just going to put these right outside the door, Iron Chappie, and you play with these, huh? Think about that. I am Iron Chappie. He left. My own son left me. Hey. My own son. My Iron Chappie. My creation. He's my kid, too. I hope you die. I hope someone shoots you. Iron Sheik, I will see you next time on the show. Okay. Iron Chappie, good movie. Not great. Thank you, Jew. Blog and Kampstein. Did you like that movie, Scott? It was alright. Yeah, I don't have to see it again, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's worth watching. Uh, I would say don't pay more than 
eight dollars to go see it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's worth eight bucks. Cause I told you, from Neil Blodenkamp, he does stuff you're never gonna see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. He's got these really cool ideas, but this one goes all over the place, and you're just sold on Chappie. You want to watch Chappie? It's fun, but there's a lot of other weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. District Nine is the best. District Nine is the best. If they, if you walk in and you go, I want to watch Chappie, and then they show you Chappie, you go, oh, and then they immediately show District Nine. Pay twenty dollars. Yeah, you know what's great is if you could watch Chappie, then Elysium, then District Nine. If you could, if you never seen any of these movies before, yeah, go see it. If you've seen mm-hmm. District Nine, it's always gonna be a little strange. District Nine's my favorite. Yeah, he's really creative. He does cool stuff, but District uh, Nine, Alien Five. I hope it's good. I really hope so. Is it gonna follow? The universe of what's established? Because three and four are a little wonky amongst themselves. I think you can get away with keeping three and four and saying that they're clones or something and then just pick up from aliens. I think you could easily do that. Oh, are you saying that you just skip three and four? Like, ah, this didn't count. Or you just say there were clones. Easy. What do you mean they're clones? Who's clones? Ripley clones. Because four, she is a clone, and I think the... um, they could have easily said that uh, Ripley landing on Fury was uh, a clone. Oh, so they could have set up plan. something and then mm-hmm. Newt and um, Hicks are really... I don't think... They all oh. survive somewhere. Like, it was all staged. Yeah. They, but, I mean, they do an autopsy on Newt, which is a shame. Why? Well, because they're doing an autopsy to find out if an alien was inside her. Yeah, but that's just any little girl that they planted. You know, they just found any old little girl and put her body in one of the cryo tubes. Yeah, they just changed her barcode up and called her Newt. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It works. I hear you. Get away with it. I hear you. I like this idea. So it's Aliens 2.5, sort of. I think so. I think it's going to be Aliens 2.5. After this Prometheus thing. Well, Aliens 5 isn't going to come out until Prometheus 2 is out. Are they really doing a Prometheus 2? But Prometheus 2 doesn't have a script yet. And a wrestler. It needs a wrestler. I suppose. It just... There's something about Prometheus that was like, wow, this is a really cool, elegant movie that's way too bloated and busy. (laughs) (laughs) I I always think when I watch Prometheus, the... You know what to call the alien guy. The... The... Oh, the space jockey. The space jockey. I swear that's Chris Masters. He... Yeah. He looks... The The makeup is incredible, yeah. And the makeup around the face, like, would hide the features... But just the physicality, it's like, that looks like Chris Masters, the masterpiece. That's a buff dude. They should get uh, wrestlers as the space jockeys. They should get wrestlers as the alien. Oh, so a super buff alien? Not buff, just big. Not buff. Like, so when they did Aliens vs. Predator, the Paul W.S. Anderson one, where they had aliens and predators on that Mayan temple in the middle of Antarctica or oh, whatever. The first one's terrible. Second one's good. First but the like terrible. they made the predators so buff and big. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a shame because all the predators in the in one and two are big like basketball players. Yeah, the the, the guy in the first one's seven feet tall. Yeah, but he's slim. Yeah, but you know, the suit adds bulk, but not too much. And I think they could do it a little bit better in predators. They, like you make the predators big, but don't make them masculinely buff. There's something about that that looked very strange to me. I got a perfect guy who would probably be awesome as a predator. Who? Matt Morgan. You're right. You're right. He's big. He is very muscular up top, but he's but big he's enough. Not overly muscular. In his last TNA run, he got slim. Yeah, I think that's good. That's like that's what's cool about it. Oh, that'd be good. Have you seen any of the test footage of the Nigerian guy while they were shooting all this test footage for Alien in 1979? 
No, I've seen, just, the, I've seen the Predator footage of Jean-Claude Van Damme getting the boot and then him jumping in mm-hmm. and him without the mask, like doing physical movements and just trying to learn like in the short amount of time he had to do it. Well, so the f- test footage is online, but it's the actor who plays the alien. Like they don't have him in the full setup, but they have the mask on him and it's just him quietly walking through white space corridors on the Nostromo and it's super spooky looking. <laughs> So that'd be like seeing Undertaker just wearing the hat and like the ascot yeah. backstage with jeans and stuff. At the, in the haunted Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the show's been over for hours. We're going to have to lock up all the doors. Don't you kids stay here too late. <laughs> that'd be so bizarre to see something like that. Um, speaking of bizarre, I think this goes right on point. It is time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us on Twitter at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. Anything about the podcast, anything about wrestling, have your voice be heard. Talk about it. Interact with us here on the podcast. What we got here today is from SC Hawkins37 saying, What does the phrase balls to the wall mean in a wrestling context? Or any context for that matter? Balls to the wall, for me, always meant all out. Like, you're putting everything in. You mean, like, the, the walls of the of the labia? <laughs> yeah, sure, That's sure. all in? You're going, you're going heel deep. Mm-hmm. You're, getting, you're getting your ankles in there. I think the balls to the wall I always assumed was, geez, I have no idea. I never thought about it before. It always just seems like, seems intense enough to me. Well, yeah, balls to the wall is like, uh, we got to go balls to the wall on this thing. We got we to gotta make sure we leave the last strip of sweat out there like we got to do every single thing that we can to make sure it's it goes the best we want it to well i suppose this person could have googled it and we could google it but i feel like the intensity of it is like sometimes you got to take your balls out of your pants and throw them against the wall and see what see what sticks (laughs) like spaghetti yeah like spaghetti that's how you know when it's done well the one i never understood was that one over like balls marie i have never heard that before are you serious you never heard that before no i've never heard that before like it's like the equivalent of um, that went over like a fart in church, or like a pair of lead shoes in a swimming contest. <laughs> These all sound like failed JRisms. Or a pair of scissor fingers in a nose picking uh, ex- exhibition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All said as halted and stilted as, as that. Uh, a case of <laughs> Tabasco butt at the fiery. Flower petal toilet. Mm-hmm. These are all things. But you never heard a uh, race that went over like Balls Marie. No. Who's Balls Marie, and what did she do to anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that. Did you just make that up? No, I've heard that a lot. Is that a Carrollton thing? No, that's not a Carrollton thing. That's an everywhere thing. That is not an everywhere I, thing. I'm going to Google it. Well, right. if you're going to Google it, you might as well Google Balls to the Wall. Nothing to do with Balls Marie. Well. It, it pops up. Went over like Balls Marie. Um, okay, so what do you think? Uh, I, I'm got... guessing a 1930s baseball player who was really bad at catching pop flies. <laughs> <laughs> that went over like Balls Marie, just like the ball goes over Balls Marie. Um, okay, here's what, here's what Urban Dictionary says. Balls Marie, adjective. 
uh, the root being American English, probably dialect of northern New Jersey or Staten Island, New York, meaning the best or most extreme of its kind, most often used to qualify events, but also acceptable for use with objects. Here's the example they use. Uh, there's two of them. After dinner with Tina at the Nautilus Diner, we went home, got drunk, and made out. Obviously, the date went over like Balls Marie. Yikes. Or, that new Porsche of his is totally Balls Marie. Well, so that going over like Balls Marie sounds like it went over really well. It has nothing to do with farting in church. Unless you farted in church and everyone went, yeah! Yeah, th- those are African-American churches where they love that. They like rhythm. They love all the... They like rhythm. And enthusiasm and yeah. loudness. And if you do a good fart in church, that's what New Day's all about. They're a fart in church. That's why they're clapping. To mm-hmm. mask it? New... New... That's what it sounds like when you're taking out all the claps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what is a fart if not a clap, Scott? <laughs> oh, a clap of the butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does balls to the wall mean in a wrestling context? I... B- balls Marie? No. Uh, <laughs> no oh, balls to balls the wall? Marie. Balls to the wall. That's... Oh, I know what that means. Hmm. That means when you're in the walls of Jericho. Because when you're in the walls of Jericho and... He's, he's, he's got your legs no, up. No, no, that's only if it's a, if it, they Jericho's the putting his balls to the walls of Jericho. Oh, that's good. I can see that. No, you're right. You're right. That's you're exactly right. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was, balls to the wall right there. The other thing is if you're in some sort of rocket and it goes off <laughs> and you're facing the wrong direction. sort of rocket. <laughs> you're facing the wrong some direction. variation of a rocket. There's just a lot of velocity, intensity, and your balls get pressed against the wall. I like, was going to say sorry, but you chose to get on that rocket. You chose to get on... <laughs> you found some kind of rocket and you boarded it. Mm-hmm. Like Johnny Knoxville and Jackass 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were balls to the walls of a rocket. I think you're right. So, send us your jerk <laughs> tweets at, at Curtain Jerks. And, uh, yeah. you'll They'll go over like Balls Marie. Which means very good. <laughs> very good. Steve, something that didn't go over like Balls Marie... Oh, God. Something went poorly? Yeah. Balls DeMott. This is terrible. Bill DeMott and everything that's gone on. This has been huge. This has been trending on Twitter. Jericho tweeted out about it and then got a lot of backlash. Like, there's been all sides of this. There have been uh, NXT wrestlers, former NXT, uh, recently released, current ones, people that you've met in conversations and talked about this with, like... Outside of the story breaking. See, people, you same for with you. I think we've heard inside and outside of this sort of the entire issue. Bill DeMott is famed trainer at the WWE Developmental Territory, the Performance Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And it's... The last of the territories. Everyone's been like... For years, people have been saying he's sort of abusive or a jerk or something, and he's training all these new guys. And then it came out that he's like... Someone actually made noise about it, and they released a letter to the internet and just... Said what a jerk he is. Dear Internet. Dear Internet. Who was it? It wasn't Draven first, right? It was uh, It was the other guy. I thought it was Draven. Was, was it was Draven the first was guy. the first one? Yeah. Austin Draven? Austin Draven. And then I don't know what his name was at NXT. Oh, yeah. Judas, De- Judas Devlin, I think it was. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. And then other people started coming forward and saying their story. And it's funny because a lot of seasoned guys are like, training's hard. And they didn't really like, they didn't condemn it. But everybody who's been through it condemned it. Yeah, because you uh, famously the stories about the Heart Dungeon and other things like that, other training camps where 
they're beating you up to no end and they're being really tough on you. But the stuff that it sounded like Bill DeMott did is not just that. It's, yes, he beat everybody up. and Well, it just sounded like him, he was also kind of a bully. Yeah, but being a bully and making guys do stuff naked and taking photos and doing stuff that's not that's not part of the job. No, I think it's it's honestly it seems like he's a guy who probably had to go through a lot of shit. Didn't seem yeah. like he was if you say Bill DeMott to anybody, I think there's only a few people who be like, "You mean Hugh Morris?" <laughs> I think that's the majority of what you get. Yeah, and so you have somebody who kind of ate a lot of shit and then like, never, "Oh, I've got enough shit for everybody." Yeah, so. never got that big break where he became a a main guy. Mm-hmm. So his he worked through it he trained people but he also while he was training them he sort of was like you're gonna get dirty because i <laughs> that's what happened to me yeah and that's it didn't so a lot of stuff happened and he's since resigned he resigned he also had a tweet that was sort of very humble which was like he denied all accusations but he said that he was gonna step away because he didn't want it to pull focus from wwe mm-hmm. and he thanked his family for being there so actually uh bill demott's gonna be on the show today and he's just sort of Kind of, it's not so much clearing the air. Mm-hmm. He just wants to categorically, categorically deny all accusations, but just sort of stay humble. I think. Well, yeah, he needs a platform to do that on because all the other guys are trying to make a big thing out of it. But here, it's just simple. You can talk about it. It's conversational. Whatever he wants to talk about, you know, get it out and be understood. Well, Scott, please welcome to the show, Bill Demott. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you're welcome, Bill Demott. Uh, wow. Uh. I mean, we can start. How's your day? Uh, it's going pretty good, you fucking. Bi- uh, uh, I. So it's a good day. Yeah, it's going pretty good. I mean, I no longer at the performance center. It was kind of my dream job, but uh, I feel like sometimes you got to move on, so you make sure that whatever controversy, real or imagined, doesn't really take down the ship. You know what I mean? You fucking. Wow, that that's uh, that's uh, it's a mouthful, just yeah. like that cock in your mouth. You fucking. It's just an interesting transitional time, you know. There's a lot of good talent out there. Sure, uh, but is that something that interests you now that you're no longer the head trainer of NXT? That maybe you're looking to go train elsewhere? Oh, not as much as interests you, you big flaming fucking. Now hold on. Pansy. That's not drip, drip, dripping, drip. None of that dripping, gaping. Take your clothes off and show show me a scoop slam. No, I'm not gonna do anything. Take of that. your clothes off. Show me a scoop slam. No, this is all. Work. You've already attacked me. You've already come at me, and I, we've given you a platform to come on here and talk and clear the air. You know what? I am gonna clear the air, much like you pull your boxes to the side so you can take in a big while you're eating a hot dog with your father. That the first part of what you said is physically impossible, and the second half of what you said. Maybe I will enjoy a hot dog with my father without all the stuff you said in the first place. Yeah, I bet he's going to pay for it. That was the cleanest thing you've said so far. What? That was the cleanest thing you've said so far. Not the way I'm thinking about it. You, this is hard to talk to you in a non-biased way because I wanted to believe that maybe what those guys said wasn't true or there was more to the story. But you're already coming after me, telling me to strip down, telling me to do all these things and to do a scoop slam. I'm not strong enough to do a scoop slam. Sour grapes. 
everybody's got sour grapes. Look, you can't make it to the big leagues, so then you got to take out your tiny little <laughs> wave them around like little <laughs> making sure that everybody at the carnival <laughs> can smell your fingers. And then they got to make sure that <laughs> popcorn grease is ready for <laughs> sour grapes. It's all sour grapes. God, you've described all these other foods, and sour grapes is not even in the mix of that. Nuh-uh. Are you sour? Do you have sour grapes of what happened in WCW and then in your run in WWE? Is that what's going on? Look, I've had a tough time as a wrestler. I've gotten some pretty plum rolls, and I've also had some pretty great opportunities. Look, as uh, Hugh Morris... <laughs> it's pretty funny if you think about it, is uh, General Rection, uh, we were a pretty dominant force um, in WCW, but since then I really sort of slipped from the uh, cultural consciousness just as kind of a trainer. And that's really when I turned the cottage cheese into wood that can go deep inside leaving splinters if you're lucky seeing a specialist. I don't yeah. understand any of that. That's so disgusting. That is so disgusting. That... You you had me. You were describing. Uh, scoop slam me. Come on, scoop slam me. No, take I, your take I, your clothes off and scoop slam me. Why do you want me to scoop slam you? It seems like that is not the appropriate thing. It seems like as a trainer, you would sooner do it to me because well, I'm put taking... this GoPro up your, and then we can see my giant throbbing coming towards it. No, I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't want any part of any of that. This th look, you're making me really uncomfortable. This is my place of work. Ah! Ow! Ow, you hit me in the eyebrow. Did I hit you in the eyebrow or did I just let you know that maybe life's a little bit tougher than you thought it was going to be? You hit me in the eyebrow at my place of work. We invited you in here and you were bullying me. All I'm hearing is sour grapes making baby raisins out of its tiny little sour grapes mouth. I don't know what that means. It my means you're a hurts. fucking... No, I am not. I am not. I mean, maybe... Ah, ow! You punched me in my molar. Ow! God. Are those your baby teeth? No, I've lost all Let my Let me see if those are your baby teeth. Ah, I'm just playing with you. Ah. Get out there and do a couple of fireman carries. I don't want to do any fireman carries. I don't want to... I'm not wrestling. I'm a podcaster. Here, pick I up don't... this Coke bottle with your gaping... It's not gaping. It is tight. It is so. It is. I'll so be the tight, judge of that. Mind. I'll be the judge of no, that. No, get up. No, stop it. Oh, I've lost my ring. Uh, oh, oh, you're married? No, it's just a. It's a Hall of Fame ring. I like to pretend to wear. From where? Just when I get it, you know, when they let me in the Hall of Fame. What? Yo, they didn't. Uh, I gotta eject this. When they let me in the Hall of Fame. I've gotta eject your fake hall of fame ring out well of me. don't forget to put bags on your hands so you can sift through your own feces because that's how you let people know you got it because if you don't it's gonna bounce around your colon just like you a little mexican jumping in the ring <laughs> it seems like you wanted to swear but instead you're just hiccuping <laughs> yeah i had a hot dog for lunch with your father no my dad's not around Oh, oh, is that a touchy subject? Does that make you feel upset while you're here doing work because your father's so dead that he doesn't want to with a corn dog and a hot dog and you're dripping, 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 juicy, you big baby? Take it easy, huh? I just lost my job.
All right, I just gave up my job because of controversy and the fact that people were going to get in more trouble if I stuck around. It doesn't matter what I did or didn't do. People were uncomfortable. The entire business is rotting from the inside. The fruit's too big. When you say it's lo fruit that's low-hanging on the tree, it's because it's too bloated. It's full of maggot. It's full of losers. It's too corporate now. Guys like me that are smash-mouth and from the past... I had to eat a lot of shit, and then as soon as I fed it to other people, I got in trouble for it. What am I gonna get my day, alright? I'm the guy who's been abused, and then when I abuse people, nobody talks about who beat me up. Huh? So you know what? Until then, maybe I will suck your dripping cock. What? Phil, I was just gonna acknowledge what you said. Sorry, guys, I, uh, my finger slipped, and I didn't get the, uh, the, uh, the buzzer on that one. Well, can we edit this later? Do we have to do it in real time? You gotta do it live, Scott. <laughs> if you don't do it live, it doesn't work. What? Bullshit! <laughs> Look, if we're all gonna be swearing now, let me just say this. Oh, no. I'm no. sorry about my stupid actions, alright? Just remember to watch your backs out there, and maybe if you can treat somebody better in the long run, they'll treat other people better. Look, Bill DeMott, I, I'm glad you came on here. I'm glad you aired... Well, I'm a little sorry. piggy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a little piggy. Okay, you're you're pushing your finger up your nose. and No, I'm not. Style. Look, I'll take my finger away. Oh, that's weird. You still have a piggy nose. <laughs> look, now you're just making fun of me for the way I look. Well... And uh, that's what I did. I made fun of people for how they acted, and how they dressed, and how they were in the ring. And it didn't make people better, it just made them shittier. Look. And then they turned on me. Look, look, I, Bill DeMott, I'm sorry to hear that. I know it's really rough. I know you, you turn around enough times and we face in a mirror. You remember that, Scott Darver. Okay. I think I know what you mean. And that's now the cleanest thing that you've said. But look, Bill DeMott, I just... I, I'm sorry that everything happened. I'm sorry that it went down the way it did. And I know you, you had a really tough upbringing in the wrestling business. But, you know, maybe this will make you feel better if I just ask you one last question. Well, can I also do my plugs afterwards? Sure, of course. Okay. Who, who has the smallest dick in wrestling? <laughs> uh, it's either me or... Lance Storm! Wait, oh, that's sorry, what... Steve, I saw you bleep that up. I was trying to. You just I didn't think you were going to say anything. <laughs> Well, can I get my plugs in? Sure, get your plugs Well, now in. that I'm no longer at the WWE Developmental Territory, uh -huh. I'm now taking a new job <laughs> as head coach of the Little Firebirds, which is a small peewee football league oh, no. in Florida, oh, no. right in the Jupiter section. Oh, God. I, I, that's not going to turn out well. No, don't worry. Those little... are really going to learn how to... And then also... After they're done shitting on each other. That is nothing that children should learn. Bill DeMott, get out of here. That's terrible. Thanks for having me. No, you're not welcome. Thanks for having me. No, you're not welcome. Thanks for having me. You're not welcome, Thanks sir. Thanks for having me. No, uh, no. I'll leave my address at the front so you can uh, uh, FedEx me my ring. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not FedExing him his ring. Oh, that is awful. He's going to be working with children. Steve. Steve, stop. What? You're you're still beeping things. Yeah, now I'm not beeping anything at all. You just beeped something. Oh, I was beeping silence. You're just making more work for yourself. I'm making a lot of work for myself. I... Steve, cattle prod. <laughs> ah! Okay. <laughs>
Ah, oh, thank God we got that cattle prod when he did the 16 bits uh, mashover. Yeah, I'm the, I'm glad that we got it in the divorce. <laughs> yes. If anything, I really had a lot of fun. I wish I got to do more shows with you and Josh. Well, you perform with them on a semi-weekly basis. No. Monthly basis? I don't know when my next show with Josh is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, that was a lot of fun. I just heard Josh in the distance. Thanks a lot, fellas. <laughs> uh, last week, if you didn't hear it, go back. Uh, part one is on the 16 Bits Podcast. That's available on iTunes and SoundCloud.com slash 16 Bits Podcast. It's a very funny video game podcast, which is hosted by Josh Callahan and myself. We had a big crossover extravaganza between Curtain Jerks and 16 Bits. It was so much fun. You and Josh are so fucking funny together. Aww. Aww. Cataprod! <laughs> Nobody's swearing! I know, I just thought I'd bleep my own yells. One of my favorite moments from the 16 Bits crossover episode was Steve has this amazing gift for doing songs on the spot about whatever it is and we talked about the game hell divers and i pimp steve which is an improv term of putting him on the spot to do the hell diver song and he did it and then steve did the most atrocious thing ever fucking george lucas himself and added this elaborate musical composition uh but the purest form of it all was so good and it's at the tail end of this episode so stay tuned till the end and hear it in its acapella natural form. There's so, nothing I find more offensive than my own pain. <laughs> so check those out. That that was a lot of fun, and that will probably happen again in the future. We got more guests coming up, and hell, we're going to have some big guests coming up because we are going to WrestleMania Access. Press credentials and all. Very exciting news dropped here today. Um, also... Uh, the YouTube page is back up and swinging. I put a little video out there talking about some stuff, and I'm trying to keep that back in the swing of things. Yeah, because we're going to be using it. Yeah, so you got to breathe some more life into it. Mm -hmm. So check that out. Um, Steve, anything you got to put out there? Uh, I think I'm going to have a Kickstarter campaign to sort of pitch in the next couple weeks or so. Oh. I'm working on a web series that's sort of like Ghostbusters and the X-Files. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah tweet about that that's going to be super cool and very exciting so hopefully you guys will come and support that but for now we're on the road to wrestlemania so for curtain jerks i'm scott narber i'm steve sears enjoy your wrestling kids Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. So, go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. uh, we, we didn't get to this in the, in the, in the part one because mm -hmm. we're building our way to it. Yeah. What games have you been playing this week, Josh? I have been playing uh, not too many, just a few. This is something that happens on 16-Bits Podcast. We right. figure out what games we're playing every week. I play, I'm going to start playing Helldivers very soon. Later What's tonight. the theme song to that, Steve? Hell divers, hell divers, watch out, it's hell. Watch out, it's hell. <laughs> Satan's on your back and he's coming for you, but you're diving through hell and you've got your friends, but don't you worry, because if you shoot and your friends are in your way, then you're gonna kill them, because it's got friendly fire, because it's hell divers, hell divers, hell divers, hell divers, hell divers. Hell divers.